0: Welcome to the show. Today we're going to wrap up our series on the book Finding Peace in Life Storms that we've been talking about for several weeks now. Uh, Today I want to kind of wrap up the discussion really with two different topics. One, I want to talk a little bit about worry. And the second, I want to talk about helping people through the storm. These will be our final two topics on the book. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, Last week I kind of left off with the... And the struggles that I personally have had with worry. And just a little bit of background um, to the Wilson's life. If you're a Wilson, you're a worrier. Uh, I grew up in a family of warriors, uh, the great people, great fixers, great problem solvers, but they're also warriors. And I grew up in a family that if you didn't worry, you didn't really care. And, you know, life of worry was normal. And if you weren't worried about something or someone, you didn't really care about them, and that's really what I grew up in. And through the course of all the things uh, that have gone through our life, and, and studying scripture, uh, our daughter's accident, my health, various things that went into the book, you know, I've I've learned that that worrying isn't necessarily normal. And in fact, in some ways, you can. Scripture says, you know, worrying is a sin really and you know this idea of a life of worry of being normal and that you don't really care is not really accurate and while i'm my family worrying is a bit of a weak spot uh, for wilson's because worrying as we talked about last week uh, it brings into question the very nature and character of god you know what do we believe in god what do we believe God does in our life? What role does God have in our life? Does God protect us? Does God take care of us? Is God gonna work out our problems? Um, kind of hard to believe all those things if you're worrying all the time. If you're worried about outcomes, you're worried about what's gonna happen. You know, another thing I've learned is that, you know, when you focus on worry, you're focusing on the problems and not necessarily the promise. You know, Romans eight twenty eight is a promise. It's a promise of how God is going to take the things that happen in our life, even those things that are not meant for good, and work them out for good. And so when you worry, you're focusing on the problem. You're focusing on the problem and the solution and not necessarily the promises. And one thing I've learned um, as I've gotten a little bit older, um, that worrying takes the same amount of energy to believe as it does to worry. You know, it takes the same amount of energy to believe these various promises about the nature and character of God, Romans eight twenty eight. all these things that we're talking about. You know, it takes just as much energy to believe those things in faith as it does to worry. But, you know, a life free of worry is a life free of not having to know the future. And this is to the fixers out there. You know, not having to know the future is a difficult thing for us. That's what's difficult for the Wilsons. The Wilsons want to know the future. And I ran across something that was very helpful for me, and it was it was an article about worrying, and it was talking about, you know, do you worry about things that really matter, or do you worry about things that don't matter? And the question that it, the article asked was that if you only had one life to, if you only had one month to live. How many of the problems that you are worried about today that have you so upset would really matter? And that was a little bit different way of thinking for me, because the nature of a worrier is to seek guidance from friends and talk about your problems, and talk about and feed your worry, basically. And the challenge that came out of that for me personally was that maybe I need to spend a little bit more time seeking God than running to my friends and talking about my problems and feeding my worry. Because so much of the time, the things that I'm worried about really are not that big of a deal, and I'm just wanting to share them with someone else so they can feed my worry, so they can say, oh, I understand why you're worried. You know, worrying worrying sees the problem, but faith sees the God that will walk you through the problem. You know, Scripture talks about abiding several times. And, you know, abiding means to remain, to endure. And really it goes back to this idea of pressing for it. You know, Joyce Meyer wrote a book about living life amazed, and it was a very helpful book for me because she talked about this idea that that we cannot really enjoy life until our problems are solved. And that's not really the Christian life. That you need to live life amazed. You need to go through life amazed at how God is going to fix things and bring you out of the trials that you're in. That you can enjoy your life, even when things are not solved. You don't have to have this attitude that you can't be happy until everything is solved. You know, it's just so hard to keep moving forward like we've been talking about when you don't know how to fix the problem. You know, you almost feel like you need to know the solution to fixing the problem to move forward. And that's really the opposite of the Christian life. That's just not really the way it works. You know, this is a trust, faith, all these different things we talk about with God. Moving forward without understanding means moving forward without knowing how these problems are going to work out. And it's not very easy. Living life amazed enjoying your life even though not everything is solved, even though you have problems. You know, this, is a, this was a bit of a foreign concept in the Wilson family. You know, I'm, I grew up in a family that, that could not really relax or be happy until everything was solved. And that's just not really the way it works. But when you have trust in God, you're trusting in the reliability of God To fix your problems, you're trusting in God's ability to run our life. You're trusting in God's ability to help you with these unanswered questions, to guide you, to lead you, to provide presence for you. You know, it's just worrying, just counters all this. It's the opposite of all that, and that's why it's in so much of a struggle in my life. And it just, it, it just absolutely flies in the face of what the true character and nature of God are. You know, it, it it just truly makes it so difficult to trust God. You know, but back to my daughter, we've been talking about my daughter and this idea that God does not give you a playbook. And the most difficult part of my daughter's accident was just not knowing the future, not knowing what was going to happen, not knowing how the medical bills were going to get paid not knowing how her care was going to work out, not knowing what problems we were going to have in her life as a result of the accident. And all those things just paralyze you. And I went through a similar experience for me personally, which I haven't really talked much about, but in 2005 I had a stroke. And it was a massive stroke. And at the time, my wife was eight months pregnant with our daughter. And I was a paraplegic. And I was in a wheelchair, and I could not do anything for myself. And the process of going through therapy, step by step, day by day, was brutal. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if I could return to work. We didn't know how we were going to pay the, uh, the house payment. We didn't know if we would lose our house. We didn't know if we needed to move in uh, with parents. We didn't know whether or not my wife needed to go back to work whether I would be able to go back to work. We didn't know who was going to take care of the new baby. You know, all those things paralyze you, and they, and they make it difficult for you to trust, and they make it difficult for you to do the right thing, and the right thing being getting up every day, doing what you're supposed to be doing. They're just very, very difficult. You know, I talked a little bit before about turning your brain off, and this is really the big enemy—the worry, worry. That's really what I meant. When you turn your brain off, you're really turning the worrying off. And it's just so difficult to do. But I think this has probably been the biggest thing that inhibits God working in my life, uh, and that is worry. So I hope this has been an encouragement to anyone that has focused focuses on worry, grew up in a similar family, or is a fixer someone that's having a difficult time dealing with their issues. And then finally, I want to close the, the rest of this first segment, as well as the, after the break, uh, with a little bit of a different topic, and that is a topic of helping others going through the storms. You know, in the, Christian, in the church, we are to take care of each other. I mean, that is our role. That is what we're supposed to do, helping others. Uh, Having gone through such dramatic situations with myself personally, as well as our daughter, I began to observe there was a certain way to do that or not do that. There were situations that people, while trying to help and encourage us, didn't really help. They actually discouraged us. So I want to talk a little bit about that. In particular, I want to talk about visiting people in the hospital giving people encouragement you know what what are the ways to visit someone in a hospital what are the ways to encourage them what are some things that you can do you know these things were observed in our situation primarily because in my situation when i had my stroke we actually ended up in the Mayo clinic in minneapolis and there wasn't anybody around it was just my wife my sister and myself but my daughter's accident was a very dramatic accident. Everyone knew about it. A lot of people from the community reached out. And so I noticed a lot of things that were very different. And in particular, people put a lot of stress on us. There wasn't a lot of stress when we were in at the Mayo Clinic because there wasn't anybody around. But there was an awful lot of stress with my daughter's accident. And so I observed those things, and I just want to talk about that. And in particular, just talk about visiting someone in the hospital, how you should go about doing that. You know, what are some of the things that you want to say, uh, should say, or not say? Because a lot of people came to see us in the hospital and well-intentioned cared about us. But it didn't go so well. There was a lot of stress there, and I just feel like that I can help people understand a little bit better about how to see someone, how to encourage them, how to help them through their trials, what to say, what not to say. And we'll pick this up when we come back from the break.